0: Talk more talk. Chat more chat. It's a
1: love, everybody.
2: hi 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 and most definitely hey hey <laughs> and welcome to another edition of talk more talk a solo beatles videocast this is a bi-weekly show in which we talk about the solo careers of the beatles once in a while we will talk about the group but most of the time all of our shows are about the solo careers their music their albums their history anything we can come up with Believe me, we'll dig into everything here on this show. I'm Ken Michaels. I'm one of the four regular co-hosts of this show. Hopefully, uh, you're familiar with my syndicated Beatles radio program called Baby Little Thing, currently on over 40 radio stations. I also co-host another talk show on the Beatles, a podcast called Things We Said Today. And I'm going to introduce my three regulars, my comrades in arms here on this show. First of all, someone who is the author of several books, including Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours of the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, Michael Jackson, FAQ, All That's Left to Know, On the King of Pop, and the Beatles and Fandom. I had the book here. I had it ready. It's here (laughs) somewhere, anywhere. (laughs) Believe me, I have it. Anyway, trust you. (laughs) And as we've learned in all these podcasts, it always helps to have royalty on your show. And that's exactly what we have. She's the queen of Beatles social media. She's the queen of everything. We
0: welcome Kit O'Toole. Hi, Kit. Ken, you've got to be my hype man for, uh, for every, every presentation I do. I mean, that's, that's a heck of an introduction. Hello, Ken, Joe, Tom. Hello, everybody out there. I, and, oh and i made a paul pun already it's it's it is on tonight
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that is true <laughs> that is very true also we have with us tom Munyati. you know him for the solo paul mccartney podcast show that he co-hosts with annie nichols called two legs can't believe he's been doing this for five years now the years wow. just fly
1: wow. right by Thanks. tom welcome Thank you, Ken, Kit, Joe. It's great to be here. It's Monday night, my favorite, uh, my favorite night of the week because I get to talk solo Beatles with uh, three of my favorite people. So let's, doesn't let's get let's better. Go.
3: No, it doesn't. I'm not quite <laughs> ready to go that far for Monday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, we have with us Joe Mayo. He is the host of his own YouTube channel, Mean Mr. Mayo. It's been around now for nine years. He's got almost eleven thousand subscribers. He talks about all things in pop culture. He does quite a lot on the Beatles, including his own Fab Gab series, where he uh,
3: ranks the tracks of Beatle and solo Beatle albums. Welcome, Joe. Hello, Ken. Thank you very much for uh, the introduction. And hello, Kit. Hello, Tom. And it is always great to be here doing a Talk More talk, even though it's Monday and it's not Saturday night.
2: (laughs) All right, so on tonight's show, we are going to be doing another one of our Another Listen series, and we're Ooh. going to be reviewing this guy right here. Actually, oh, I go. should say this guy <laughs> and this album. Uh, I right can't here. find mine. I have some peace released in 1983. There we go. On oh, cassette. Cassette. look at that. Now, is that a cover? Now, that's the cover. There yeah, you go. right there. Yeah. You can really see him. <laughs> yeah, that's a better shot, I think, than the front.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Anyway, so, um, yeah, so this was the follow up album uh, to tug of war, and it's gotten mixed reactions over the years. So what we're going to do is talk about this album, find out what all my co-hosts have to say, find out what you guys watching have to say about this album. But as usual, we have uh, a lot of news to get to. We were not here last week. I hope you all had a great July 4th, as as I did, certainly um so we got three weeks worth of news here that'll take about two hours now, actually, <laughs> no actually about 10 minutes
0: set sit back everybody <laughs> get your popcorn get a drink but you can't see <laughs> <laughs> now you can't <laughs>
2: So we're going to start, obviously, with the big news that Ringo Starr celebrated his 81st birthday on July the 7th while Ringo posed in front of his 800 pound peace sign in Beverly Gardens Park to wish everybody peace and love at 12 noon. He was with Barbara and friends, Joe Walsh, Jim Keltner and Steve Lukather, and they also had a private party at Ringo's home in L.A. with a few members of the press, all over the world, fans sent uh, birthday wishes and peace and love messages virtually at twelve noon wherever they were. Online, friends of Ringo sent their birthday greetings. Paul McCartney wrote in and said, "Happiest of birthdays to my lovely mate Ringo Starr, the drumbeat of my life." Love Paul. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Kit's all choked up there. It's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoko Ono posted, lots of love, Yoko. Carol King just said, happy birthday, Ringo. All right. This Friday is the big day. Big, big day. When uh, the new six-part documentary with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin exploring Paul's work throughout his entire career, call McCartney 321, will premiere on the Hulu channel. All six episodes will drop the same day. So, you can watch it all at once you don't have to wait for each episode to appear that's all happening this friday and uh as we discussed right before the show our next show will be talking about it yeah. okay Can't wait. um brand new video is now up on youtube for george's demo of the song cosmic empire mm. this is the one that we've heard on bootleg for a long time from beware of abco the name of that bootleg don't forget George's box set for all things must pass comes out August the sixth. I always liked that song. I always kinda of wish that George had worked on it more, maybe you know, developed it more and it, it could have fit, I think, on All Things Must Pass. But as we all know, he certainly had enough great material there. Yeah, that was the um, first
1: time uh, I heard it actually because I, you know, I, I'm not the biggest bootleg person and, yeah. I, and I enjoyed it for the most part.
3: Absolutely. Oh, beware, beware of Apco is one of those fantastic bootlegs. The mm-hmm. quality's like better than what was released you might argue. You know, yeah, uh, yeah that was a good one.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a handful of unreleased songs on there that didn't make it until things must pass. It's just interesting to know what songs he worked on then that he felt maybe weren't strong enough to go any further. But um, I don't think Cosmic Empire could have worked.
0: I think but, lyrically uh, he needed to develop it more. But mm. uh, but it was. But I like the the guitar work uh, yeah. on the demo, which is yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, this is a you know taste of what we're going to hear on, uh for other demos. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it.
2: And as we all know, you know, when you listen to demos, they have their own character to them. Yep. And I love the sound of most artists when it's just them and an acoustic guitar and nothing else. You yep. get to hear these songs in their infancy. And then since you already know what the finished product turned out to be, it's just fascinating to know from start to finish what happened with these songs. Great. In this case, that unreleased song from George. All right. Artist, producer, songwriter Mark Ronson is about to premiere a new docuseries on Apple TV. It's called Watch the Sound with Mick Ronson. A new trailer for the series has Paul McCartney in it and he will be among the guests in this series as will Sean Lennon, Dave Grohl, Questlove and others. It's a six part series that will examine sound creation and revolutionary technology that has shaped music as we know it. Each episode follows Ronson as he uncovers untold stories of music creation and explores the lengths that producers and creators will go in order to find the perfect sound. The end of each episode features Ronson creating a unique piece of original music using different techniques like reverb, synth, auto-tune, drum machine, sampling, and distortion. This series will start on July the 30th. Ronson worked with Paul McCartney as one of several producers for the album, New. So as I said, Paul's in it, and somewhere in this series will be Sean as well, okay? A brand new book is coming out called The Genius of Paul McCartney by Dave Kelly. It's due out the end of August. A new interview with Dave can be found on Plastic EP Show. And the way that Dave describes it, this is kind of interesting. It's about the type of songwriter and artist Paul is and that he never sticks to one formula for writing. And Dave has devised 58 different templates for how Paul's songs are constructed. It's meant to be a learning tool for new and upcoming songwriters on how to do it like Paul has more on this book as it comes out. Something different right there. Also, Liverpool West Productions announced the digital release on July the 6th of The Beatles and Us an award-winning documentary portrait of Liverpool and the Beatles. The film goes into depth about the Beatles' hometown of Liverpool, exploring their evolving relationship and mutual impact. The Beatles and Us is available for digital download, rental and streaming now. The film details the influential character and traditions of the city, on the Beatles' personalities and creative drive. And it looks intimately and affectionately at the city's culture, history, and people. It was selected as the best international documentary at the Venice uh, Shorts Film Festival The Beatles and Us. Also, our good friend John Bazzini, he's always got something for us in every show. Yes, From his Facebook page, The Beatles in print together and solo, he announced that there'll be a new book coming out next March. It's called Take a Sad Song, The Emotional Currency of Hey Jude by James Campion. The author dives deeply into the song's origins, recording, visual presentation, impact, and eventual influence, while also discovering what makes Hey Jude a classic musical expression of personal comfort and societal uh, unity conceived by a master songwriter in Paul McCartney. All right, that's coming out uh, next March. Here's something that I, something to celebrate. Cirque du Soleil is excited to announce that their show is set to Beatles music, Love, will be returning to the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas starting August the 26th. Another sign that things are coming back to normal slowly but surely you can check out their website as they start to add dates for their, for this show at Cirque de slash Beatles hyphen love. So those of you who are afraid you'd never see it again. Well, it's coming back. All right.
0: Awesome. Well worth seeing. Okay. Mm-hmm. A few
2: more, just a few more news items. Julian Lennon had news on his own website that he has received the outstanding impact award from the inaugural Monaco Streaming Film Festival for his charity work, along with the White Feather Foundation. Google has a new TV commercial in which they're using the song, We Can Work It Out. But it's not the Beatles version, Stevie Wonder's version, which I Mm -hmm. always loved.
0: I hope you've all heard it. covers of all time. Well,
1: either either way, they had to pay Lennon McCartney. That's true.
2: Yeah, they would have had to pay more if they used the Beatles recording. uh,
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, they have to pay the Beatles. more. Um, And also, if you recall, back in 2019, there was a 50th anniversary salute to the White Album tour. That was one year late, actually. And it had Christopher Cross, Joey Mullen, Todd Rundgren, Mickey Dolenz and Jason Chef from the band Chicago. And the show was part songs from the White Album and part hits from those artists. Well, that tour is back only with a few changes in the star lineup. Remaining will be Christopher Cross, Joey Mullen, and Jason Scheff. Joining the band will be Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats and Dean Castronovo, formerly of Journey. So far, they have three dates in the New England area. Just look up, uh, it was 50 years ago today, the White Album Tour. So if uh, you missed out on that, here's your chance only with a few new additions um and just a couple more reminders next week july 20th the release of the book all things must pass away harrison clapton and other assorted love songs from our good friends ken womack and jason krupa we'll be having them on our show that's uh what is it august 9th is
0: it yes august 9th yep we will have them on Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, to talk about the book. And July twenty-third, we will see McCartney Three Imagined coming mm-hmm. out on both vinyl and C D. All right. And that's all the news we got for now. Wow. So it wasn't it that's wasn't lot. two hours. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> Hey,
3: you know, things can accumulate in three weeks. So. Yep,
0: that's for sure. A lot, of, a lot that wasn't of that wasn't
3: on. really a lot considering that three weeks, that was not bad. No,
0: that actually hmm. wasn't. No. Okay. Uh, uh, Susan, our good friend, Susan uh, Gagne says, I've streamed the Beatles and us. It's a, it's a short, but interesting documentary. Mm. Well worth viewing. Yeah. So it's,
2: it's 25 minutes long, actually. Yeah. So, so I'll have to
0: have check that out.
2: But it's really well done goes into detail about the, the, uh, the sense of humor that people in Liverpool have and how that was so important in, you know, the Beatles development as people and how they turned out to be. You know they have a tough exterior you know for based sure. on the fact that they came from liverpool <laughs> all right as i said earlier our show tonight is about this album right here called pipes of peace this was the album that paul released right after tug of war and just like the tug of war album george martin was the producer for that and he also followed that with give my regards to broad street with george martin as producer as well Pipes of Peace did not fare as well on the charts as Tug of War, which was the number one album here in the U.S. Pipes of Peace went as high as number 15, although it did go platinum. And uh, Say, 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 the first single from, uh, from Pipes of Peace was a number one hit, one of the biggest of Paul's post-Beatles career uh, with Michael Jackson, of course, and that was number one for six weeks here in the United States. Now, I know um, over time, People have still great reverence for the Tug of War album, but they usually say that Pipes of Peace, for some fans anyway, was a disappointment because it wasn't nearly as strong as Tug of War. Other fans feel differently, and everybody's opinion counts in this world, as far as I'm concerned. But I want to get, I want to find out from the three of you uh, what your initial impression was. Uh, of this album and I know that this is a very special album for you Kit and you can tell the folks why we'll start with you
0: yeah this this was an interesting another listen for me this is the first uh, Paul album I ever bought um, back in uh, 1983 and it was because of Michael Jackson um, because, uh, you know, he was, of course, huge at the time. And, uh, and so I bought it because of that, really, and, and because of Say, Say, Say. Uh, and so, you know, it was interesting for me to, to come into it because I, I was just a kid. So I didn't know the whole background about tug of war and, and that sort of thing. So I really came into this blind. I mean, other hmm. than the Michael Jackson song. And so I remember, you know, opening the gatefold and seeing pictures of George Martin. Now I didn't know who he was. (laughs) I mean, you know, like that's how blind I I came into it. I mean, it was, it was like, oh, who's this, who's this white haired guy? I mean, it was like that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really funny. Um, But. know i did listen to i mean once i listened to the two michael jackson and paul songs uh you know i did listen to the rest of the album um and uh, and some of the songs i i did like uh i knew who paul mccartney was i mean i wasn't completely blind about that (laughs) uh let me me just get that out of the way because (laughs) uh because you know My dad played both on record and on guitar Beatles songs. So, I mean, it wasn't like Mm. I didn't know him at all. Um, But, uh, you know, but I did like some of the songs. And we'll talk about that later. Some I like, still like, some I don't. Um, And, uh, but overall, I kind of thought it was catchy. Um, And even back then, I was kind of into, you know, I was into R&B. And mm. some of the songs had kind of an r and flavor to them. And I think maybe that attracted me to them. And, uh, but, uh, but, you know, initially as a, as a kid, mm. I liked it. You know, I, I, I really did. And I played it a lot. And, and again, not just the Michael Jackson tracks. So, so this was interesting for, for me to do, you know, I really had to push the nostalgia side as I was, you know re-listening to it because I listen to some of the songs and I get the, the warm fuzzies you know <laughs> yeah oh I remember when I heard listening to this as a kid in my bedroom and you know so I had to you know push all that <laughs> aside but it but initially yeah I had a, I had a very positive reaction yeah. to it I'm just
2: curious because obviously we all know that you love Michael Jackson enough to write a book on him
0: mm-hmm. but
2: I also know you for, for being a big Stevie Wonder fan so yeah. did were you into Michael before Stevie?
0: um actually no i i was probably into stevie first but michael close yeah, close uh because i remember buying off the well my parents buying off the wall mm. for me uh probably around 1980 somewhere around there um you know and so probably it was stevie but then michael probably just a couple of years later something like that so yeah so yeah. i would
2: yeah so you weren't curious enough to to in, to investigate Tug of War since Stevie was on that album?
0: Before? Um, not not at that point. Uh, I I guess. I mean, I you know, I I probably was paying more attention to you know to Stevie at, at that point. And again, I mean, I you know, I knew who Paul McCartney was, but for some reason, I I didn't get uh, Tug of War then. I have no idea why. You know, hmm. but uh, yeah, that for some reason it was say 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 that prompt that that you know prompted me to finally get a paul mccartney album okay i i don't know why
2: hey listen (laughs) whatever it takes it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there Mm -hmm. right that's right tom you would have been around 10 i was exactly
1: 10 yes um (laughs) when this album came out for around that time um you know I was uh, an obsessed MTV junkie at that time, and you could not go a day without seeing the "Say Say Say" video. So I was very mm, aware. Got that right. Of, of the song "Say Say," and, and the same was so bad too. Um, you know, m- months down the line, mm. um, after seeing that on MTV as well and other video shows, so I was I was very aware of at least those two tracks. However, at ten, I mean. It never occurred to me, you know, maybe I should go out and buy the record and listen to the rest of them, mm. you know. So it wasn't until the 90s that I finally actually um, listened to the whole album. And, um, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, most of the tracks like like Kit, too. And there's there's some, I think, that are clunkers. However, you know, just I've always got the, the fond memories of, you know, you know, watching those videos. I thought that was an important, you know, important part of, of of my early development of being a McCartney fan because that was pretty much my introduction to McCartney was those early eighties videos. You know, right. start, probably starting with um coming up and then you know obviously Ebony and Ivory Take It Away. So bad, say 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 so those so you know, so I didn't even realize that he was a Beatle until, you know, later on in the eighties. Um uh-huh. so I just always knew him as a solo artist. Yeah. So but yeah, but I mean, to this day, I mean, I listened to the album again today and then Say 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 came on and it's just, you know, something about that song that's just, you know, it's a toe tapper and it's, it's catchy. It's just, you know, it's infectious. I mean, it's a great, I think it's a great groove and it's uh, it's a keeper, really. I mean, I know people are tired of it and, you know, and uh, I, know, I know a lot of people consider this now like a Leftovers album album. Um, I don't really consider it a leftovers album, even though you know six of the tracks were started during the uh, the Tug of War sessions, mm. and Tug of War could have easily been a double album uh, if it wanted to. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but you know I never felt that way because I think some of the tracks that were on Pipes of Peace would have been fine on on Tug of War, you know myself, but um, but yeah, but when I finally did hear it in the '80s, I mean I thought it was I thought it was good. I mean at that time that was when I was really starting to to catch up on all the old discography um so uh at that time I, I put it pretty high up but then as the years gone as have gone by you know we'll talk about you know where i consider it now in the in the you know in the mccartney canon uh in a little bit
2: well you know what they say in every artist catalog even in the yeah. greatest catalog like the beatles you still yeah. have the albums that you read at the bottom and they could still be very good albums
1: exactly so exactly yeah
2: yeah and also, I want to touch upon something that you just said there, Tom, and and we'll mix this into the conversation. That early part of the '80s, Paul McCartney put out some of the best videos of his career. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, just for pipes of peace, what a brilliant video that oh, was. I love that video. And uh, say, say, say the you know just um, the chemistry between him and, and Michael Jackson in the video coming up is so much fun. Like yeah. you said, take it away. Those those videos. So it's a good time if you yeah. love videos,
1: yeah. to be yeah. into McCartney. Right. Yeah. And then a the little bit of trivia of, that I learned from, I believe I learned it from you, Kit, was the, where the orphanage is in the Say 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 video is, is what, Kit?
0: Is where eventually uh, Michael bought that property and it was Neverland. It became Neverland yeah. where, where he, he you know lived for many years.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Joe, how about you? What did you think the first time you heard Pipes of Peace? Well, I was older
3: um, I, at the time pipes of Peace came out in 1983. I was 21 and uh, always going to the clubs at that age. That's, that's my favorite year. I uh, best year of my life. I just had a, was, I had a lot of fun, always going out and uh, watching MTV. Uh, like Tom said, I mean, I was recording videos from MTV and making mm. a collection out of everything. And I love that year of music. There's something about 1983 uh, I don't know that January the new year I said this is going to be the year I'm going to I'm really going to do it all you know I'm going cuz I wasn't really much for the clubs really I'm going to dance I'm going to I'm going to get out there I'm going to you know have a couple of drinks and really live it up and I did it and I had a great time and uh, when I mentioned the the music I I thought it, I was very lucky that to me 83 had some great music in yes, general uh, yeah. uh, I love the year of 83 I even have a I think a two disc set somewhere a CD set just devoted to eight, to eighty three, and it says something about. I'm paraphrasing that if uh, the new generations can lay claim to a year that's like a great year or sixty like nineteen sixty seven or something, it would be eighty three. So I feel fortunate uh, for that. And uh, when I saw say say say, you know, I really liked that video. I liked the song. Um, uh, I was a Michael Jackson fan. You know, I, I liked him since the Jackson Jackson Five. Uh, I like some of his solo stuff when he was doing Rock and Robin and Ben, and uh, yeah. trying to think what else I, I I would buy. You know, singles got to be there, yeah. uh, got to be there, yes. and uh, you know, Off the Wall. And, you know, and in fact, don't stop till you get enough. Believe it or not, was my motto mm. for, for '83. <laughs> oh yeah, I was at a, I don't want to go too far off, but I was at a roller skating place uh, roller skating at, at a, for New Year's Eve, and when the midnight, when the the time came, The Stroke of Midnight, that was the first song that was played on the roller skate, skating oh, floor, wow. so I'm cool. tying that into this, so yeah, so I'm doing, <laughs> and I, I, I like, you know, uh, I remember Billie Jean and Beat It and all those in the clubs, and it was a great time, and we were in, in awe when we watched that special, I remember watching it on a TV screen, it, you know, in uh, a club where he did, was doing the moonwalk, they're probably playing it back, I think they, they were playing it back from a, the other, yeah. another time, but I, that was like, I, I never saw anything like a moonwalk like that before. So when, uh, you know, uh, Paul's album came out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that it was, uh, generally the weaker stuff from the tug of war sessions or Montserrat. Oh, the, 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 the songs that were recorded uh, that, you know, eighty nineteen eighty one 1981 ish. And mm-hmm, so forth. 82 ish. The ones that were left over. I mean, I get, got the feeling that, uh, I had been a big fan of Tug of War, and this one was, it was to me just kind of like, well, these were the tracks that maybe George Martin or somebody thought weren't as, as up to snuff. So uh, while there was stuff here that I liked, I did feel like Tom, I think, said clunkers. There were some clunkers on here. And, uh, you know, uh, my I'll talk about how I feel about it later on. I guess you want to know about now, right? But uh, initially, um, yeah, so it was a weak, weak fall album overall. A little on the you know, trite side with the, the lyrics. Uh, a little silly in a way at, at times, I thought. But there were some strong tracks on here. And we mentioned all the videos that were, were on. Uh, we, mm. I don't think anybody's mentioned So Bad, which I, I, I enjoyed seeing that yeah. video. Unless that was early, into early 84, I don't remember exactly. But uh, when they put that as a video with Ringo in it too. <laughs> and and Linda looked great in it and I remember thinking and I just uh, you know I got caught up in it but I guess I'll say that I really loved Say 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 uh, but you know I didn't think that this coming later on, I think in October-ish, uh, 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 the end of 83, didn't seem to, to fit with the, the music that I was really digging at the time, which is strange for me to say that, you know, newer music, but it it really wasn't, it didn't fit in too well, I didn't think. It wasn't really like, uh, I'm trying to think like uh, The Walls Came Down by uh, The Call, or I'm trying to think of some, some songs, or Culture Club, or... Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the things that were around that uh, maybe league. sweet dreams. Yeah,
0: it was just the <laughs> Human League. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the Human <laughs> League. It wasn't. Don't you? Don't you want me? And, you know, it was just Paul doing his thing again, and uh, and being a fan and, and collector of Paul all along for these years. Of course, and, you know, I went right out and bought it. But uh, yeah, it was a lukewarm addition at, uh, to his uh, archive for me.
2: Do you guys initially. remember? Um, I always remember hearing Pipes of Peace being called Tug of War Light. I don't remember everybody saying that these were tug-of-war rejects, but um, <laughs> I do kind of feel like, you know, much of the material on here wouldn't have fit tug-of-war, and that's mm-hmm. why it was left off of it, and there I agree. were about five songs that were recorded after tug-of-war anyway.
1: Right. but i also
2: know that in my case i could very easily as much as i think tug of war is, is as close to perfect an album as could be you could combine the best tracks of tug of war on pipes of peace and have the most killer album
1: oh, absolutely. you know
2: mm. so um there's a lot of worthwhile stuff on pipes of peace but um did, did you remember hearing anything back then kit about you know thinking less of pipes of peace because of, it, there were the songs that were left over did that have a connotation to you did that leave any impression on you that back then
0: you know I mean back then I I, because I wasn't you know into Beale's I honestly didn't hear anything like that I mean uh you know so I mean it's interesting and and Tom I don't know if you remember hearing anything like that because I mean you know we really I think came into it just you know, and and, and right. maybe that's why we have different we had different right. views of it because we just came into it blind. You right. know, mm-hmm. I yes.
1: like so yeah, we weren't reading Rolling Stone or any other no. review review right. magazines, so we wouldn't have known that. You know, the, the the critics that were reviewing this probably would have known that six of the songs were 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 started, you know, or, or completed during the uh, the tug of war uh, sessions. So they those are the ones that probably would have labeled it, you know, a leftovers album or something like that.
0: Now, had I known that, yes, mm. that would have colored my impression of it, my initial impression cool. of it. I, mm-hmm. I think if if I had listened to Tug of War before that and and I'd known it, and then listened to this, yes, I think then I that would have changed my perception of yeah. the album. So it's so it's interesting, you know, to yeah. think about that because yeah, Tom and I, you know, we just as I said, we just in, went into it completely blind, yeah. didn't know the backstory.
2: You know, As I've said in many of my shows and, and other podcasts and now my YouTube channel, it's a whole different world when you're growing up with these albums as they come out, as mm-hmm. opposed to, and, and we all know the young podcasters that are out there and they're 15 years old and, and they know 100 albums and they've had <laughs> such a short life to, to, to learn all this stuff. But it's different you know, when you're absorbing it as it comes out or 10 years after it's released you know getting to know the album but um talk about kit what what you feel are uh the strongest songs on the album or the ones that you enjoy the most
0: well obviously say 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 i mean that Mm. that is is uh you know i mean i you know tom you were saying about how you know it still sounds great when i was listening to it again i mean i don't think it's aged a day
1: I yeah mean, I mean those hmm. those people that like to you know that use that word dated and I you know and it, that's it still doesn't feel I never got that feeling with that song
0: no I mean even with the little kind of vocoder part I mean it's still uh, oh. you know it's still I think sounds just as good as it did in 83 um hmm. and uh, and you can read up more about it in my book Michael Jackson <laughs> well, that's what You know about the king of pop available on Amazon um <laughs> You <laughs> can read more about that and the video. Um, yeah. but uh, anyway, um So Bad is I think one of of Paul McCartney's gems. I mm-hmm. love that song. I loved it when I was a kid and I love it now. Uh it's got such a great kind of RB, you know, soul kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Um And uh, somebody, oh, it was Brad Hunt. Uh, Brad Hunt, a great uh, pal of mine from Fan Magazine, uh, when I posted earlier this week on Facebook that we were going to be talking about it, he mentioned the song and he said he always thought Smokey Robinson could have covered it i thought yeah well, i could i could picture and, that and guess what and, he, yeah. did. And uh, and he did and then he did i, I didn't even that. know that yeah. i didn't well, know the, that he heard, he heard
3: the well, art of mccartney
0: oh oh okay. I he, did, he did
3: not you didn't even have to try to do a falsetto right he just oh, sounded no. like that right? oh
0: <laughs> i've got to hear that because i because yeah. i thought i'm like i could totally hear that. well um, and he so did okay so
1: one of the highlights
0: on the art of
3: mccartney
1: uh this
0: oh mm-hmm. my gosh okay well afterwards i've got to get that because yeah, it's probably why
3: it's one that one that i missed probably because it was a highlight i've heard some of the what i feel low lights of it so, so that's probably okay. a highlight i've
0: got to hear it because i thought <laughs> yeah that, absolutely so yeah. uh so yeah that's always been one of my favorites um i like the song pipes of peace um i've always loved that uh i love the tabla that he uses yes. the I just oh, yeah. think what a what an yeah. interesting you know, accent. I didn't pick that up as a kid, but, but now when I listen to it, um, I just think, you know, what a, what a great accent. Love the beginning. I mean, what a beautiful mm-hmm. melody uh, and, and, and lyrics. I, I light a candle to our love. Uh, just, just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the video to that, which I didn't see until years afterwards right. because uh-huh. you right. know chicago didn't get mtv uh, or cable period i should say for four really? years afterwards yeah mm. we didn't get cable until about 85 86 something like that mm. I'm, I'm not really sure why but we were we were late to the party so mm. uh so we i did until years afterwards and what a beautiful video it's so touching yeah. one of the best videos paul ever did hands down Uh, and so yep and so that video to me um you know adds even more to that to that song i mean after Mm -hmm. seeing that video now i love the song even more um
2: you know something i kind of wish and every now and then somebody will say this online but the video is all about you know the the british and the french they were at war in 1914 Mm -hmm. and they called the truce on christmas day and so it works as a christmas song in that Mm -hmm. regard and i wish that it would become like a christmas song you hear Mm -hmm. on the radio nobody really thinks of it that way unless you're a mccartney fan who knows the video you know
1: that's because nobody here cares about other people's cultures or events all we care about is you know what's going on here
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah i guess yeah so (laughs) uh, uh and i also not as much as say 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 but i do like the man in terms of the harmonies um and uh the uh, the fuzz you know the fuzz guitar uh in it I, I read a great uh, description of it that it sounds like something out of an Isley Brothers tune from the 70s and I thought that's a that's like, an interesting comparison I guess I could uh, wow. like their cover of Summer Breeze or something which I'm like well,
2: yeah. actually that lady
0: Mm -hmm. or that lady that That has
2: fuzz fuzz yep and i thought
0: okay i can i can see that um you know i i don't love the lyrics but uh but i do love i like the chord changes and it's another example of just how good their voices sound together Mm. i mean they just really knew how to blend um and so uh, so as i said not my favorite lyrics but but i do like like their their voices uh-huh. Together, so those I would say those are my my top favorites.
2: Okay, and you did say earlier that some of the songs to you had an R and B feel.
0: Yeah, so, yeah.
2: Other than "So Bad," with uh, "Hey are-
0: Hey," for sure. Okay, I mean that had a little little funk to it, um, and uh, you know I would say that. Um, and uh, oh, I'm trying to think what I'll say that. that it was uh, let me think so bad um you know i mean there were just some little funk touches i would say i mean you know i i would say his his voice i think he was doing more trying to do more with it on this record um i didn't appreciate that when i was a kid but now i do um yeah. you know that that he was trying to you know even on something like keep undercover um mm. you know which i'll get to in a while uh you know he was trying to do like you know he would do something a little rockier and then he would try to do something like uh, the other me was a, yeah. That's a better example where he was trying to do something a little different um with uh, with his voice which was you know little country, but at times trying to sound a little funky. Uh but uh but yeah so bad and um and then just playing in a funkier way and then say 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 obviously Uh was was also a little more R B.
2: Yeah. I say say stays the say 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 is still you know a killer track. I mean anytime I hear Yeah I mean how could anybody be critical of that record? They sound the haters.
3: <laughs> well, a lot of people are critical against Michael Jackson.
2: Exactly,
0: that's what it is. You know, and
2: there are the fans who think that during that time period when Paul was having hits with Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson, it's almost like you're relying on these other names to have a hit record. Mm-hmm. You know, some people well, look at that the Jack- low point of of Paul's career.
3: Mm-hmm. In this particular case, I mean that's, it's a good, it's a very good song, say, 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 but I think the Michael Jackson connection is why it was on the charts for so long and why yes. it's his last number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Hit, really? You yeah,
0: because Michael was red hot at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. Oh, forget mm-hmm. everything. Everything was about Michael Jackson yeah, but, at that
0: time. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know
1: that at the time because it wasn't until, well, I think it was late 80 that, you know, um, Jackson contacted McCartney to write songs. So at that time, right. he wasn't really that hot.
2: That's a good point, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, off the wall. That was... well, Off the
3: wall, off the wall. Okay, but so still... he's
1: starting his ascend, but I mean, yeah. still, I mean, he wasn't the, you know, the biggest thing since sliced bread at that moment. Yeah, because it's true. He did he it, it's not like big. Paul
3: said, you know, it's not like Paul said, hey, you know, Thriller is a big hit. Let me get, let me get in on that because yeah. the girl right. is mine is even on Thriller, uh, you know. And, it is uh, on Thriller.
0: Yeah, it's on Thriller.
3: It's on Thriller. Yeah. yeah it is on Thriller. So it's, I'm right. saying it's on, it's on Thriller. They were. Collaborating before, you know, before Thriller became this big monster hit, because even the Girl Is Mine is on it, is on Thriller. Yeah. Paul didn't yeah. just jump on the bandwagon after Thriller was a smash. No, no. Say, let's let's I do mean, some songs. Yeah. You know, it's, it
1: was the lead single for Thriller, and it went to number two,
3: right? And supposedly, it's right. it's Michael who went to Paul and asked Paul, "Let's yeah. write some That's hits. True.
1: Let's write some some hits." Yeah.
3: So there you go. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, but. Um off the wall. That was a massive album. That was a number one album. I mean, it wasn't as big as Thriller, but nope. you know, no, it was, it was, it was really super
1: hot. Right. Then. It was big, yeah. yeah, I mean, it put, him, it put him on the map, but mm. I mean, he still wasn't, you know, uh, Elephant Man buying the remains of Elephant Man rich yet, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Or buying the, be- the Beatles uh, right, catalog. I'm buying
0: right. uh,
1: buy the Beatles category. Rich yet, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Catalog, sorry. Even
2: if the songs were good, there'll always be fans who will look back at this period well, yeah. and feel like, you know, he was relying on another name to carry him. Right. And sometimes they just forget about the fact that, you know, regardless, it's a great record. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? and
0: let's face it, the two of them were really smart. to to pair up because Mm -hmm. not only because they were of course extremely talented but you know they benefited from each other i mean michael brought paul a younger audience uh Mm -hmm. paul brought michael you know that crossover audience that he wanted at the time and you know an older audience i think that's debatable about the
1: younger audience thing because you look at the sales for the the following albums and here in the states they didn't do well as they did in the uk Mm. so i mean bringing young younger audience i think is kind of
0: debatable well except you know i mean it's maybe not in terms of the album although yeah. i bought it yeah that's uh, right.
3: true yeah. you know you bought it yeah no. you're here today you're here today <laughs>
0: yeah that's right that's
2: that's another album
0: that's yeah that's that's another album yeah. that's a, yeah,
2: that's, no. <laughs> So we may not know the numbers of how many young fans were converted to being Paul McCartney fans right. through Michael Jackson but mm-hmm. you have you have to admit that you know kid is proof of that and she's yeah. just one of many
0: mm-hmm. Yeah
2: absolutely so, Yeah no. Right So um how about you Tom what are your favorite songs from the album
1: Um well I I I, I... I'm really starting to think, feel that Pipes of Peace is the best song on the album, one of the, one of my favorite. Um, it's really steadily been becoming one of my favorite McCartney songs of all time. Um, like you said, the the, the Tabla is great. Um, the uh, the Pastalolis uh, or however you pronounce the, the children's choir, uh, I can never uh-huh. pronounce oh, yeah. that name right. But I, I thought that's beautiful, uh, great job there. Paul's vocals are just so great on that track. I think mm. it's just a wonderful vocal on Pipes of Peace. Um, you know, say, 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 obviously, um, I've always enjoyed the other me. I, I like the, the thought about that. Hey, you know, I want to be a better person. You know, I know I screwed up. I mean, I, you know, I, every, all the guy, every guy can, I think can relate to that. In my way. <laughs> every another. one of us knows what it's
3: like to act like a dustbin lid. We yeah. had to say bring that up at some point.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously <laughs> here in the States, we wouldn't know what that, what that means, but, um, right. I mean, the rest of the song, I mean, it's very relatable for for us guys. Um, so bad. I mean, just, you know, obviously, you know, the video with the Ringo and all that stuff uh, is, is really cool. Um, so, so bad. I really enjoy. Um, I've really become a really fan of Keep Undercover. Um, another, I think, another up mm. track that I think is is really good on the album. And, and, you know, Through Our Love, I think, is one of his better, you know, ballads that he's he's done in his career. I mean, I think it's a great production from, from George Martin, uh, on there. And, um, it's a good track. You know, I, you know, I kind of sometimes feel this is like a a tale of two albums in a way because you got the newer tracks that he wrote and and recorded for the kind of pipes of peace sessions. And then you got the, you know, the six other ones, but I think they kind of all blend in almost perfectly in a way, you know, I, I don't think you can really tell, um, that some tracks came from different sessions and other tracks came from the other sessions, you know, and and they all, you know, came together. I don't know if you can really tell, tell that because I do think that even though I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, you know, quite a few songs on this album, but they, they, they send, I think they, they tend to blend well together.
2: Mm, Okay. Well, a lot of that could be because you have the same musicians and you've got George Martin producing. And, yep. um, you know, around that time, Eric Stewart was becoming more and more important to Paul. I've often said he kind of took the place of Denny Lane in a way in, in right. Paul's life. And Denny yep. Lane is still with him at this point. Right. And um, yeah, so there's some it's similar production, very polished. There's a mm-hmm. nice sheen on it. You know, some fans it, these days prefer the simpler production like we've talked about here on this show, yeah. of early McCartney, solo McCartney. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, quite a, a lot of songs on the album you enjoy. Tom. Yep, yeah.
3: And Joe, um, well, my favorite song is so bad uh, of all the songs, and uh, "Say Say Say" as I already mentioned, I'm a big fan of. I think hmm. I played it again today, just you know, to get reacquainted, fresh, and uh, all of side one uh, is, is is pretty consistent. I mean, I could yeah. you know nitpick things. I enjoy all of side one. Pipes of Peace, as we've said, I think that's those are the three. In my opinion, best songs: "Pipes of Peace," "Say Say Say," and "So Bad." Uh, the other me—it's it, catchy as hell. I mean, I really like the, yeah. the groove that that gets into. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, I, I mentioned earlier about trite lyrics. I don't think the lyrics on the album, in all cases, are, are bad, but I think some of them are pretty weak. Now, I wanted to bring that 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 line up only because it always comes up, and there's a defense mm-hmm. of it because when he says I acted like a dustbin lid, I used to think that meant like when I was younger, oh, he just was closed, like closed off to it, like shut. Well, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I thought. Then people started saying that, well, that slang for like dustbin lid is like, in England it means like a uh, stupid kid or a little kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know somebody who's going to remain nameless who from England who uh, makes an argument about that saying. That was never that's never a, a an english term that, that, where does that come from so take it for what you will uh, but but i do like the, the other me despite all that and i i like keep undercover you know um mm-hmm. I, I you know it's, that's really uh exciting song I was excited by it today. i'm listening to it i just love it the lyrics again you know all right they don't always have to be great I, as i always say i love Bebopalula. lula but, if, uh-huh. you know, but even if I'm going to if we're going to be a little fair both ways. Yeah. Uh, uh, an enjoyable side one uh, with, you know, some lyrical, uh, you know, trite moments. And then uh, on uh, side two is kind of, you know, it's not very consistent for me. You know, um, right. uh, the only song I really enjoy somewhat on the second side is Average Person. Uh, that's just a fun kind of larky song it sounds like he's trying to do another uh, for then modern day Penny Lane you know, the words he's using about the engine, keeping his engine yeah. polished. Yeah, it's the and,
0: same thing, it's kind of uh, a
3: funny way, look at yeah. That, look at that, and I was once, I don't know, I was once, That's I was so having funny. a, and around this time I was listening to this in the car on a cassette, I guess, with uh, my uh, friend of mine at the time, and I remember average person came on and uh, he just said, now you know when he does that part when he was going, yeah, 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 he says, you know he's got to be making a funny face, there's no way you could sing that and not make a funny face, and he cracked me up I I never really yeah. thought of that but uh <laughs> yeah uh i don't if we're talking about weak songs as well that i don't care i don't care for the man um mm. i think it's really silly I, I just can't take that song too much and, uh,
0: i'll give you that you know i just started just, just just I the said the lyrics aren't, aren't great uh-huh. I just
3: think it sounds it has a childish vibe to it all along I just mm-hmm. I just don't like it you know at all and I gotta say and I know this is gonna get some stones out there I think Through Our Love uh, While Harmless Enough is a, is a very uh, weaker ballad from Paul I think it's very very forced yep. I don't think it's so good uh, and that. Tug of Peace the less said about Tug of Peace and Hey Hey the better so that's my take on that
2: Okay, then there's my <laughs> view. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, okay. here we
2: go. I was fine with you for a while there, Joe. A I knew, I go. know you <laughs> were. I
3: said,
0: "I." You're on thin ice, Joe. <laughs> First of all,
2: I'm paying the price. I will say, "Through Our Love," I believe, is one of the absolute best love songs that Paul's ever done in his career. I love the whole production behind it. I love the lyrics behind it; such a positive message. And um, you know, every now and then I bring this up. But uh, I had four wedding songs when I got married—one from each Beatle. The one from Paul we picked, my wife and I, was oh. "Through Our Love." Ooh. Wow. Okay. And you know, it's cool because we 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 picked four solo songs. We wanted to make sure George Martin was represented. <laughs> so we got yeah. through our eleven there and also grow old with me, the, the one that George Martin had of the orchestration. But um, side one of Pipes of Peace, I think is flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, I like all five songs on there. And like you've all said, the title track is such a, not only is it a great song, Um, But the whole production and arrangement behind it, I do love the fact that he uses the tabla every now and then, if you don't pay careful attention, Paul sneaks Indian instruments into his music, Mm -hmm. you know, like in this one, for example, or Riding into Jaipur or songs like those. But um, and I love the children's chorus. It takes me back to something like Those Were the Days with Mary Hopkin or even maybe Happy Christmas. It reminds me of that. A wonderful arrangement of the whole thing. And just like tug of war, the song tug of war was a great opening track and wonderful orchestration. Same thing could be said for Pipes of Peace. You know, Um, say, 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 like I said, was such a killer song, such a great groove. And it is important to have chemistry. And uh, those two voices blend so well together. That's one of the things that you you should notice about not just Paul, but anybody that's brought up in bands where they're taught to learn harmony And certainly the Beatles were masters at harmony. It's, it's quite a skill to blend with different types of vocalists. And if you listen to all the people that Paul has sang with, not just the Beatles, but everybody in wings like Denny Lane and of course Linda and Stevie Wonder and Eric Stewart and Carl Perkins and George Michael and all these different people, Johnny Cash, you know his voice works well with all of them (laughs) and that's such a, a great a great talent to have vocally and Paul the other Beatles have it too George George is fantastic harmonizing with different people in particular um but say 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 like I said killer track the other me I love to death I love the whole message behind it like Tom said um didn't bother me about the dustbin lid line you know there's a lot of Beatles songs that have silly lyrics and and you know nobody is super critical of those um keep undercover i've loved a lot very catchy song when it first came out i thought maybe there was potential for it being a single now i may not think that way but the strings on it kind of remind me of eleanor rigby in a way um great uh vocals from paul on that i've always loved so bad I think it's um, a very simple song, but a very effective song. And, and, you know, nowadays we're becoming more and more used to Paul's falsetto voice. It really shined on this particular song. It's such a great melody. The lyrics are very simple, but it doesn't seem to matter because it works for the song. Um, but I've always had a problem with So Bad only because of the fact that um, as someone who's always followed the charts and for years and years listened to top 40 radio and i think i have a pretty good ear for what would be a big hit i always felt so bad was one of the worst choices that paul ever made as a single you know um just like the song tug of war as great a song as it was should never have been a single um so i mean to me the man should have been the second single on the album regardless of what we're all thinking and no seriously i
3: mean only for the michael jackson connection in that case i don't know well
2: well, i i I still love the song i don't think it's it's as great a song as say 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 but i'm just saying think about that time there was nobody hotter on the planet than michael jackson it was a missed opportunity not to make that the second single and i think it killed the whole momentum of the
3: album
0: Oh, actually, one thing so, so
3: oh, go ahead, oh no, i was going to say
0: it actually was supposed to be released yeah. as a single. Uh cool. but uh but uh Michael's label uh stopped it and <laughs> really. Uh, yeah.
2: Um
0: it's also in my book Michael Jackson FAQ all the stuff about the King <laughs> of Pop. Uh, <laughs> no, it is really. Uh but yeah, they uh they stopped it because they thought it was compete too much you know with thriller and and uh so yeah they put an end to it i think it was released as a single i I can't remember which country it was like okay country but uh but yeah it was supposed to be released as a single
2: you know there are some books that will tell you that because paul got busted around that time yes and i was gonna bring
1: that up too yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so Michael's people, I guess, didn't want it to come out because it might cast a bad light on him being associated with Paul. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know how true all that is. Did did you hear anything about that? I didn't
0: hear that part. Um it was more about conflicting with sales of thriller and and that kind of stuff. But I mean it could be, it could be. I yeah, I mean there's you know, there could be a lot of different reasons. But yeah, that was originally the plan that Uh was supposed to be a single.
3: Well, for me, I, aside from the association between the two, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a poor, poor song choice uh, for a single. As far as So Bad goes, you know, in those days, I remember uh, the videos sold a lot. You know, if you saw a video, it would mm-hmm. sell you on the song. I know that happened to me with a bunch of songs. And one of them that just came to mind was a song from Scandal called Goodbye to You. Yes. It was this, I saw that video and I was like, wow, what a song, what a video. I mm-hmm. got to get that. I remember going, nobody heard of it at the time and I found the single and then it became more popular. But uh, yeah, so I, I think the video of So Bad made, I was surprised that, you know, that didn't maybe help sell the, the record more. Right. You know?
0: mm-hmm. no, yeah, that was a good I mean, video.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love and... the video for it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But Say 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 was number one for six weeks. Mm mm-hmm and so bad only peaked at number 23 yeah. there's something wrong there if if they had released the man regardless of what anybody else thinks about that song whether you think it's too saccharine too syrupy whatever i guarantee you it would have went top 10 at least and it yeah. would have helped the album sell so i just yeah. think you know as much as i love so bad i love the song itself i just think it was a poor choice um, and as ballads go, I think Through Our Love is 10 times better than So Bad. That's just my own. <laughs> we disagree point. on that, Ken. Yeah, okay. me
0: too. I'm sorry, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I'm with Joe on this it's one. It's amazing to me when I,
1: when I look back and, you know, and, and Say 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 and The Man, that we were, were, were started in, I, I believe it was like April of 81. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could have, you know, realistically could have been on, on Tug of War and that could have been a whole different um you, uh-huh. know, you know different uh, approach to it i mean because i don't think thriller was out yet until the end of uh was it the end of 82 when when thriller came out
2: i know it was 82, yeah. uh, it was, right. 82 yeah,
1: it was yes it was 82. 82
3: was at the end of 82 so, yes because yeah, so I, I remember 21. it as you know a smash for 83 but it, it did come out right. in yeah so.
1: late 82 War, yeah so tug of war is is what april or, or earlier 82 april eighty uh-huh. two. yeah that could have been a whole different situation you know May so maybe you could have seen you know the man out but you know the reasoning to to hold that back for the next record you know it's just that it it's always seemed odd odd to me because of you know especially this you know say 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 being such a great song
3: well but he's you know, already again, collaborating I don't,
1: I don't think he wanted you know, war. Tug of war to be looked at as like a duet album either yeah
3: yeah, because. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. That's what I mean.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they decided to have two Stevie Wonder songs on Tug of War, so right. two Michael Jackson songs of Pipes of Peace. Right. It makes so, sense. Yeah. You still had Carl Perkins on Tug of War, too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So then it would have turned into a duets album. Exactly. Yeah. I
2: forgot
3: about that,
0: right. Yeah, the Carl Perkins yeah. one, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, but as for side 2, I've always loved The Man. Uh, great melody, great harmonies. Yeah, the lyrics aren't great, but that's never bothered me. I love the whole sound. I do love that buzz guitar sound. Um, the main problem I've ever had with, with Pipes of Peace, and believe me, I still love Side 2, but I do feel like after The Man and before Through Our Love, that's the weakest part of, of the album. However, I do like Sweetest Little Show in Town. It's a very pleasant song i especially love the acoustic guitar part towards the end and how it segs really well into average person so it's a catchy song and it stays in my head and i'm i've always enjoyed sweetest little show but i don't think it's a very strong song average person i've i've changed my opinion about average person because i went on i went on two legs and talked about average person as being one of the few songs from mccartney that really drove me crazy because once (laughs) I have the song stuck in my head like that one especially I think think
1: you said you felt it it was
2: overproduced it is overproduced still Um, Mm. but the thing that bothered me was it was super hokey you know it's like I bumped into a man who'd been a boxer boxer Boxer. the call and answer thing which the Beatles did a lot of but still it was overdone and yes it was overproduced but that melody and the hooks in it you know and the chorus it just stays in my head so I'm not going to be a hypocrite here because I I've been saying that if a song is stuck in your head you must like it it's done its
3: job Mm, so 99 percent of the time (laughs) no no, this songs sure. I know. There was songs I don't like. Don't worry, be happy. That was stuck in my head. You can't. <laughs> then you liked it. No, you know, I don't. Yes, yes. <laughs> now,
2: the next two songs, um, "Tug of Peace" is a is an interesting track because it it has both themes of tug of war and pipes of peace, and it's kind of like an electronic. You know, it almost sounds kind of fireman ish in a way, kind of track. It kind of forced foreshadowed the future of what Paul, would, some people have said it, it could have fit on McCartney too, as a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting. But, um, you know, I enjoy hearing it as an overall song with lyrics and, and a melody. It's, it's more, you're listening for all the different sounds on the track. Um, my son has told me because he's a musician who's, who's really brilliant and he plays a lot of instruments and he hears everything on a record. He loves all the different rhythms that you hear and, and all the percussive stuff on Tuck of Peace. So for him, he finds it a really interesting track. A lot of people think it's something disposable. You know, I kind of like it. I think it's a cool track, but, you know, it's not of the caliber of the rest of the album or most of the rest of the album for me. And I love, 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 love Hey Hey. Hey Hey is a great instrumental to me. So much so, as a matter of fact, that I use it as the theme for every little thing. I start my show with it. I end my show with it. So I think it's got a great hook to it. Kind of similar in some ways to Birthday, if you think about it. But the whole funkiness of it, you know, I love the whole sound of, of that song. And, um, and I love the fact that uh, he wrote it with Stanley Clark, yeah. you know and another you cool thing about this period that nobody brings up is that there are times when Paul actually didn't play the bass on some things that's right
1: mm, I like, really uh, know of that. course yes.
2: if you if you got stanley clark in the room with you i know that paul yeah. is a great bass player and everything it's his album it's his song he co-wrote it but you know he let stanley clark play the bass. he also didn't play the bass on say say say
0: i was gonna say i think nathan east yeah. was on this yeah as uh, mm. well and yeah top some top bases for sure right
3: i can't I'm believe sorry. it took two guys to write hey hey i just can't believe it
0: yep one for each hey well i <laughs>
3: think he gave stanley,
1: i think he gave what steve gad and stanley Car- clark cool uh, co-running credits on that one i'd have to double no, check it's on
2: just them. no it's just stanley clark just start steve okay. gad plays on it so right yeah but uh, yeah, uh, I think overall it's it's a very good album. Pipes of Peace, it's got a few you know, somewhat weaker tracks, but overall it's consistently good. But you know, I don't want to fall into that trap of always saying, "But it's not as good as Thug of War," you know, because um, Pipes of Peace not. definitely has its moments, you know. And for me, just to have Through Our Love on there, as well as Pipes of Peace and Say 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 and the Man. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, a very worthwhile album. What do you think of the production overall, George Martin's job? Is it just kind of like very obvious? <laughs> you know, you love George Martin and the Beatles. And, and with Paul, it's like, you know, he's always got the magic touch. Do you think that it's it was produced really well? Or, or are there moments of overproduction for you?
3: I think Tug of War was produced better. I think a little, this is a little more overproduced, a little more... I don't know what word to use. Mechanical? <laughs> it's it, it doesn't. It, I don't know. It sounds a little overdone, I guess, compared to the other one. I mean, it's it's not bad sounding, but should, mm-hmm. I, I guess again, I'm you know I'm falling into the trap of comparing it to Tug of War before it. Um, yeah, I, I you know, and I do think that uh, it's, just, it's not as good as Tug of War overall, the album. So yeah, yeah,
2: but the thing about about George Martin, his strengths are uh, you know. The arrangements of songs when you need strings he's right. there when you need horns mm-hmm. he's there he seems to know exactly what's what's needed on those songs and it, it worked so well with all the songs and the Beatles and other artists and it sometimes you know when you think about a song like like Wanderlust
0: <laughs> so know, I love like, Wanderlust right
2: who better to score the horns
0: <laughs> yeah than George yeah.
2: Martin someone like that but um, there are moments like that on this album. But kid, yeah,
1: I, I yeah. agree. There are moments yeah. of, I think, George Martin's brilliance, you know, especially like, you know, Pipes of Peace and Through Our mm. Love out there. But then there's a the few moments, too, like, you know, maybe an average person where, mm. you know, maybe it's just a little too much. Um, you know, I don't know if that was just all his doing. I mean, obviously, Paul agreed to it if it's on the record. <laughs> right. I mean? So but yeah, I mean, there's some definite, you know, magic touches, you know, I, I, I still think at this point on this album you know paul and george you know they had a great understanding and great working relationship and i still think there's some highlights on this album that prove
0: that
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah like i think um you know pipes a Peace." i think uh you know had the magic uh george martin touch there uh i mean with like the, the strings and and, yeah. and so forth um uh, i think he did a nice job on say 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 um you know which doesn't sound like a typical george martin production mm. um since it had you know more of an r and feel and i think he did a you know great job on it didn't overdo it uh same thing with so bad i think he did a nice job on that as well um you know with the lush harmonies um you know it has the that uh you know clean kind of sound that it should have uh yeah probably average person was was the you know, quotes, worst uh, production. It, it is a bit overproduced, a bit busy. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I would say uh, that's that's true. I think um, Hey Hey was a, a nice production job. I mean, just just letting the, the band play, you know, and, and not mm. getting in the way with overproduction there. Um, so I would say definitely the production's more uneven than, than on Tug of War, where, it's, yeah, on Tug of War, it's consistent. throughout absolutely
2: sure yeah i will agree about average person you Mm -hmm. know you know it it takes a lot for me to ever say something's overproduced and -hmm. i've had people tell me they that they think sergeant pepper was overproduced and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) you know it's a perfect album but you know to some people's ears that's what that's what they think Mm -hmm. but um no, average person. I is one of those rare moments when I when I will say it was overdone.
1: Yeah, this yeah. album was also like you know like a lot like a lot of McCartney records. It does, even though I might not like the song as whole, but it'll have something in the song that I, I I find that I do enjoy. Kind of like I do appreciate the middle section of Hey Hey more than I do the the, the bookends. Because yeah, so really I like the brand of the riff that mm-hmm. opening riff, but I do like the jazzy middle part of you know, of the song. I do, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the man, but I, I do love the harmonies throughout the, that yes. song. And I think, uh-huh. you know, all of those voices, like, you know, Ken and Kit said, really blend themselves together. So there are instances, you know, uh, on this album where it has good moments, but, you know, in a song, but it, they're not as maybe strong as as a complete song as, you know, maybe the songs that are on tug of war.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. maybe,
1: good
0: oh no just a a good example for me too is is keep undercover love the instrument instrumental i mean the the backing track i mean you know as you mentioned can the strings uh you know the kind of the psycho-ish kind of strings Uh um you know the build tension the great guitar i mean you know and it starts really promisingly i mean the you know the slow part and I'll say, I'm going to take you out. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. But, yeah,
3: that's a good part.
0: Yeah, you know, so that's you know really great. Great, uh, those great. elements. But I just can't get past those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> what good is good butter is, if you haven't got go. bread? What good is art if it hurts your head? What good is tennis <laughs> when there isn't a ball? I mean, right. wow. No. Uh, puzzle wow. if
3: you haven't a clue.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that that i i just but, find it's so hard to get past that you know hard. i mean because otherwise i i mean i love as i said love the backing track and then you know when he gets to the chorus mm. you know <laughs> i'm gonna take you out i'm gonna you know yeah, kind of the yeah, feeling yeah. of escapism if he like had that. if he had built on that that could have been a great song you know mm-hmm. but but i mean you know I just felt like the other lyrics were like filler. You know, like, yeah, like I might as well like, be in bed, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. And just like, you know, I'll just do this, and then later I'll, I'll go back and fix it. And then, you know, kind of like scrambled eggs, I mean, that's <laughs> what, it's, that's
3: what uh-huh. it sounds like. But, yeah, I, but I love that we said escape part, you say escapism part, mm-hmm. the way you describe that yeah. Right. that, yeah, that's 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 a part I like the best,
0: exactly. If he had built on that, that could that was a great idea you know but then mm. yeah just like what good is there if you haven't got bread okay i'll just leave that in you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, you know like a lot of mccartney songs they have different sections in them mm-hmm. and the part that you're referring to um love i'm gonna take you out whatever that, those lines that part
0: that was you know, good
2: yeah and then he brings it back towards the end. He has all mm-hmm. these different ideas. Right. And it's all in the way that he executes it. But mm-hmm. the part that you're referring to, yeah, I love that part that comes before the last verse, mm-hmm. the guitar solo and Paul's yes. vocals and how it's all how it all works together and flows into, you know, the last part of the song. And uh, there are those moments of brilliance. And mm-hmm. um, kind of reminds me I was just thinking about because you mentioned how the song starts slow um it's like promise to you girl Mm -hmm. you know Mm. that piano introduction and then it picks up you know to like a mid-tempo kind of song and um all those little touches you know are what help to make these songs really work at least for me and there's plenty of times you know i i I don't want to make excuses for Paul's lyrics, but there are plenty of times when lyrics don't really mean that much to me. I can sing along the no, songs either, and not know like... what I'm singing. Oh you no. Know?
0: I mean it I, happens I, to me
3: all the time. Sometimes yeah. they work for you, sometimes they don't for whatever reason. Yeah.
0: And, and average person, when you mention it, that's another one that, that the lyrics kind of drive me nuts because it's it's like I'm waiting for Paul, you know, like I'm waiting for a twist. You know, uh-huh. like I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, he's describing these quirky characters and you're waiting for, you know, something funny, something, mm. you know, like talking about the boxer, you know, we were mm. joking about yeah. earlier. So he's asking about the fights and then it's, well, he always wishes he had extra height. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Fun. That's it. We'll that's use a little list. extra <laughs> height. Oh, boy, the,
3: <laughs> you know, Come so on. you're waiting yes, for, like,
0: the Ricky <laughs> you heard right. yeah you heard right um you know the the elner rigby characters and so you know there's a twist you know there's there's some kind of twist there or something you know sad or something you know with average first Mm. like dope that's it you know i mean i i just Mm. felt like there was an idea there that needed to be developed you know so there were moments like that lyrically that that bothered me on this album Mm. not when i was a kid i wasn't thinking that hard Mm. but (laughs)
2: But, you know, well, it, hurts still, yeah, if, it hurts your head. Yeah, it hurts your head. That's I, right. If I played the whole album now, chances are at the end of it, the one song that would stick in my head would be Average Person. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I love so many other songs. There's something about the hooks in that song.
3: You
2: know, I
3: don't know. Yeah, uh, Go it's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be that. Yeah, that's it. That's gotta be the part that gets to you. It makes uh, sticks in your head. That's the part <laughs> <of> the <laughs> not, is I keep thinking of you singing it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know, um, he tries something different at the end, doesn't he? Ooh, 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 yeah. Or something <laughs> at <okay>. the end. <laughs> yeah, it. that's
0: right.
3: <laughs> it's fun. Look, it's fun. I'm making fun of it, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, we're going to hopefully bring up some comments from listeners. But before we do that, what did you guys think of Ode to a Koala Bear? I wanted to bring that up since that was the B-side of Say, Say, Say. And some of us, you know, some of our favorite songs from McCartney end up being B-sides or bonus Mm -hmm. tracks on CD singles. So, Tom, why don't we start with you?
1: Well, you know, again, this is uh, a track that uh, didn't ever really appeal to me much for the first time I heard it I think I was the the 93 version um when I got it, because I never had Say 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 on single um I didn't right. need it because I mean it was on every half hour either on the radio or on, on MTV <laughs> so what do you need the single for um so I didn't really hear it until 93 when the, the McCartney collection <laughs> you know came yeah out. that's fine and, yeah. And, you know and at the time I thought it was a weaker track it was just one of his you know I think mellow you know, adult contemporary style songs, but I, I've come to to agree it more, or, or like it, appreciate it more and more over the years. I really like the story of you know when Paul's on Saturday Night Live and talking to Father, uh, you know, Guaducci, and then uh, you know he said, "What's your favorite animal?" And a koala bear, you know, and, and then you know a couple of years later, you see uh, the B side, "Ode to a Koala Bear," you know. <laughs> so um, uh, it's it's fine. I I, I don't think it's excellent or anything like that but it i'm not going to skip it either if it's on the radio or if, or if it comes on on my ipod i'm not going
3: to did you, you ever hear on that, that on the radio <laughs> you um, can
2: hear on my show yeah wow well, yeah. every little thing. yeah yeah yeah
0: that's true oh,
3: chris carter maybe yep.
2: <laughs> okay joe how about you?
3: uh well i you might be surprised i mean um I actually like it in the sense of I like the the tune. I like I like the happy go lucky the feel of it. I like mm. uh, when you get past the idea that you're always singing about a koala bear or whatever. With mm. uh, the words, I that's an example of a song where I you know I just like the way it feels. I like the way it moves along. I like the move the movement the feel melody. Mm. Um, and, you know, so it's not a song I play often, but, yeah, I like it. And I'm glad, I, you know, I know the song. I mean, because you, mm. you surprised me with this. I didn't, you know, I didn't know you were going to bring it up. But, uh you know, if I, I didn't know the song, that would have been been a toughie. But, uh, no, I do know it, and I played it, and uh, I actually enjoy it. it mm-hmm. You know, well, it's not going to go top of my list, but I enjoy yeah. it.
2: And for some people, these B-sides, some people treasure these B-sides, yeah, you know, because, uh, you know, you're not going to hear it on the radio in most cases. <laughs> you know, you're lucky to hear <laughs> some of the biggest hits from Paul from the past being played on the radio these days. But, um, yeah, Uh Kit, what are your thoughts about Ode to a Koala Bear?
0: Yeah, like Tom, I, I didn't hear oh uh, to a qual beer for years because i didn't have the say 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 single either uh, uh because i had the album so you know why would i get the single hmm. uh but i i got it years later um it, yeah it's not a song that i play regularly uh <laughs> but uh but it's very charming you know it, it, it's uh it's you know really it's it's very sweet um and as uh joe said you know it flows uh flows very well and um and you know it's 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 charming when Paul does these you know sort of childlike kind of you mm. know songs and so it's it's not on my regular rotation uh, let me put it that way but uh-huh. uh, but it's it's very sweet you know it's uh, a okay. it's
2: yeah yeah I I've always loved it <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's got a great
3: melody to it and I love the pal- really? piano. Yes. yes. All so. my affections there. Yeah, I think right. those are the words. That's the part I like the best.
2: You want to ruin all the songs that I like here on the show? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I can't help. It. I, I... don't, don't, don't you dare sing through our love though. Oh no,
3: no, I won't say, I won't do that. I ruined I Just ruined the koala bear song. So. <laughs> Oh, great! But uh, it it really yes. does
2: have a, a great. You know, McCartney is such a master of melody, even in songs yeah. that he throws away as a B side. There's great melodies, and yeah. um, and that's that's one of my favorite things about him. There's one part there where it's before. I guess it's the last verse where he's singing the whoa whoa, and then he's holding a note for a while and going higher and higher and higher. And I love that whole effect. So I love the the arrangement of it. I think it's just you know. It's a special thing when you're a fan and you grow up with these artists and you get a non-LP B-side. It's like, yes! Something else. Mm-hmm. A little bonus. Something else besides the album. You look forward to that. And mm-hmm. so many of these songs are songs that, you know, many of us like. A lot. So, um, did you have any comments there, uh, Kit, from some of uh, Let's see. Um,
0: well, also about Ojo oh, 2 Bear. Um, uh, Scouter works and I feel the song could have been used in Rupert the Bear. Yeah. I, I think that that's true i think that's uh that's certainly okay. true uh mervin g said sometimes i like a non-album mccartney b side better than some tracks on the actual album oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yep, yep. we've talked about that's, that in the yes. show um let's see uh oh and, he, and marvin also says i have the 12 inch single of say 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 uh-huh. uh with the remixes and ode to a koala bear at the end of side two. yeah say say uh-huh. say there were some remixes that's that's true one by jelly bean benitez i have that's that right. one what's
3: what's the one on record store day uh, that was i don't like the one that's nothing that i don't like oh, michael jackson the, but
0: the,
1: it's
3: almost the vocals. all michael <laughs> the yeah, the
1: vocals on say, yes say, say, oh yeah
3: yeah,
1: yeah well, michael, that's a good one yeah Michael singing paul and paul's singing michael absolutely mm. uh let's see That was a
3: cool idea i'm, I'm surprised i thought it was solo. mostly michael i didn't know it was equal yeah i, I think equal. a lot
0: it was a lot of michael on that remix mm. i think you're right uh let's see um also from marvin i like how paul sings on keep undercover i yeah that's a mm. great and in fact i i should say we've been kind of We kind of referred to this. That I think Paul's voice overall on this album is very strong. Oh, strong, very strong. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: singing well, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: definitely. Very, Uh, good through
3: our love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially that falsetto one, so bad. Wow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'll say, Frankie Valley would know, like that one if you, if you get the archive edition that came out what I think uh, 14 or 15 oh. I forgot what year it came out uh-huh. you know, there's a track on here that's on the bonus sticks that we, we've talked about before on, on two ladies when you guys were on, on, on the show talking about pipes of peace and it's we still have no no information about this track and it's called It's Not On mm. and it's such, <sighs> such an out there track <laughs> you know that, it, you know, I really think that everybody should at least give it a listen and, and just to see what the, you know, how they feel about that track because it, it really is very interesting uh, that, you know the approach they took on that song and I wish we knew more about it.
0: Yep, yeah, that's, a, you know, that's a nice way to put it. Um, it's an interesting track.
1: <laughs> it's,
2: to me, it sounds like something kind of theatrical mm-hmm. that can work in a musical. And if you know when Paul plays around with with vocals, like at the beginning of the song, Talk More Talk, you know, right. playing with the pitch on voc on vocals and everything. He does a lot of that on right. It's Not On. It's still a very bizarre number. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's kind of strange. You never even hear Paul talk about
1: the nope. song. Not it only that. The, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. A, it was in the Blackbird singing um. You know, yeah. but other than that, you know, there's no other information
2: on that. Yeah, there's no origin about that song. Right. And there's also a demo for the song Simple as That,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: if you if you know the one that first came out, which was a reggae song right. for a double album that came out in England for uh, mm-hmm. it was an anti heroin project. And this demo doesn't resemble Simple as That at all if this is the demo how did it go from that to what it was released it's really bizarre Mm -hmm. i wish i haven't seen paul or or read him read anything where he's talked about this stuff he just puts it out there and leaves it up to us (laughs) to figure out how this whole thing developed this way these songs
0: Yep. yep uh let's see ed rising uh about tug of peace uh tug of peace should have been developed further oh and hey, hey, was disposable, dustbin lid. <laughs> and that, and actually that, that uh, reminds me that, yeah, when I heard dustbin lid, that's what I thought he was saying, that I acted like trash, that when I was a kid, mm. that's what I thought he was saying.
3: Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think
1: it's important to say that too, that Twice in a Lifetime was, was recorded during the, the, the Pipes of Peace sessions that right. I ended up being for the movie in 85. So, you know, again, you know, there's no I don't think there's any information about when McCartney was approached uh, or if he was approached as early as 83 um, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. record a song for that movie that didn't come out until 85.
2: And that's a great song, too. Mm -hmm. And for years, you know, I had it on a bootleg where they they just took it from the movie, from the end credits, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. the full version. So that was the version I knew for so many years—the shortened version of "Twice in a Lifetime." But it's a really good song, and it works for a movie.
0: I like "Twice in a Lifetime." Beautiful and and wonderful uh, vocal performance from Paul. Yeah, I mean that's a hard song to sing. It's very rangy, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, I I really like that song. Uh, let's see, Tom Brennan. Um, our good friend Tom, uh, about the man. The man, and he's correct, the man was scheduled to be the third single out of Pipes of Peace, after Pipes of Peace and Say, Say, Say. The release date was set for February 13th, 1984. And he even has the catalog number here. Uh-huh. Uh, but after Paul Linda's drug bust in Barbados in London in January, the release got canceled. Um, interestingly, the B-side was to be the still uh, released as of 2020 Blackpool right um yeah so um i've also heard too as i said that it was also that the record company didn't want it competing with with uh thriller i've heard that as well but that's but well but, there's but the yes. a possibility
1: right. of overexposure with it was michael jackson right. at that point too exactly
0: mm-hmm. yep i've heard uh over there uh so there's that uh let's see um uh mike hess yeah this is uh Tom and I can relate to this. Pipes of Peace is very much a comfort album for me. At 13 <laughs> years old, it was the first McCartney album I bought upon its release. After having become a Beatle fan the year before, mm. I played it constantly as a youth and still play it often today. It brings back so many great memories for me. I love right. and adore Pipes of Peace. Great, great for you. Right. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I said, even though like today I have a bit of a different view, you know, I still i said got the warm fuzzies you know mm. <laughs> re, you know listening it's to how, how, you know your your taste of food music or
1: anything can change over the years and, and it's really impressive when when people you know especially when people have that nostalgia for, for for i i hear so many stories of you know i love this record because it was the first record i ever bought with my own money you know and i mean? yeah. so I mm-hmm. always love it so you know you always hear these stories you know like that and i think it, i think those are really cool stories
0: Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Mark P, sometimes a good melody and musicianship. Uh, they don't need amazing lyrics. Okay, I agree. That's true. OK, that's OK. True. That's
3: what I said about to 2 Koala Bear.
2: <laughs> so just going back a bit from what Tom Brennan wrote, he was saying the second single was going to be Pipes of Peace. So bad anyway. Uh,
0: let me let me scroll back. Uh, that
2: was the plan.
0: He said the man was scheduled to be the third single. Uh, after pipes
2: of peace and say say say, well, say yeah, say say was the first single.
0: Um, and fun? pipes
2: of peace pipes of peace in the in the UK it was a a number one hit in the UK, yeah. but that was so, after say yeah. say say. Yeah.
0: So okay. Yeah. okay, so maybe it was the reverse. Um, and but the, the well, mistake
2: then, is that really the man should have been the second single. That's yeah, that's my my argument, regardless yep. of you know whether or not the drug bust happened yeah it, it could have it, it could have released it before the drug bus
0: <laughs> yep <laughs>
2: exactly. i would have turned that radio right off if the man came on <laughs> i'm sorry you feel that way Joe. yeah
0: i mean as i said i i you know love the harmonies uh like some uh, the chord changes but yeah the lyrics you know i agree are a little iffy but mm. but you know they really worked well together i mean they're they're and they used to say that you know that Paul and Michael sometimes could blend so well you couldn't tell them apart. Yeah, It's oh, really yeah. amazing. Should should Paul I thought have that way with Stevie
2: his... Wonder? What's yeah. that? Yeah,
0: what? like, should Paul have
1: given him that advice that he did give him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He
0: uh,
3: thought about well, not in hindsight, things. but at the time it was it probably was an innocent, an innocent idea. <laughs> how, <laughs> like how was he to know
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh Tom from from your your co-host. Yeah. Andy Nichols he said I enjoy pipes a Peace more than my co-host but looking at it objectively it is mid to lower tier McCartney as much as it kills yeah. me to say that
3: yeah I want to get in for me it's still I'm going to call it for me uh probably out of his own original albums you know not covers or anything probably three from the bottom you know mm. I mean lower tier mm. wow wow I don't know if so I can something's got to be there you know, I mean, people afraid to, to put anything lower here. Well, if you listen them in order of preference, what do you have third from the bottom? Yeah, but even <laughs> if even if it was third Somebody... from the bottom,
2: it's still like a seven or an eight rating for me. Oh, for you, you know?
3: yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's the
1: thing when I when I think of the, the McCartney <laughs> canon as a whole, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, there's just so many more brilliant and more consistent albums out there from McCartney. That, yeah, I do feel, right. kind of feel like this is a bottom bottom tier album as well, unfortunately. Um, but again, you know, like I said, I do enjoy most of the songs on here. And then the songs that I don't like, I still find little nuggets here and there that, uh, that I do yeah. enjoy. I just don't think it's the, the most consistent album of his throughout his entire canon.
0: I don't know <laughs> if I'd say bottom tier for me. I'd say maybe lower mid tier
3: <laughs> <laughs> not even mid lower <laughs> hey look it's look it's it's look, I'll say a good thing about it but I'm going to dig myself deeper okay I'll say a good thing about it it's better than um, pi- uh, pipe speech is better than press to play and driving rain there you go <laughs> oh I, I oh, well, it's no better than driving way.
0: rain it's better
3: uh, than driving uh, rain but not better than press oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. <laughs> to play oh yeah I
0: wasn't good. no Joe's trying to I
3: wasn't. The <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I thought we'd have some fun with it. No, so that's just my opinion,
2: you know.
0: So someday, gonna... maybe,
2: maybe ten years from now, there'll be another show with us all talking, and you'll be praising Press to Play. Yeah, I don't know,
0: you know about
3: that. Well, yeah. maybe when if the archive edition comes out. Yes. Oh, that's what it's going to take. You just can't. Yeah, I don't know because I like myself. Red Row Speedway a little better now with the double than it, I do as a mm. single.
0: So, mm-hmm. there you go. All right.
2: yeah. I love it just the same. Didn't take mm-hmm. a double album or an archival edition to oh, make oh, love that's, it. More, that's but...
3: that. Okay. You're, okay. Very good.
2: <laughs> all right. So that about wraps things up, I think.
0: All right.
2: I think we've said all that we can possibly say. <laughs> on, yep.
0: And, on and uh, yep, I said, oh, all I dare." And uh, no, and and uh, and they're great <laughs> comments. And just like when it first came out, it's a mixture. You know, uh-huh. this, this okay. album continues to yeah. receive mixed reactions. Oh, by you know, the way, I, I feel the same could... as I did
3: about it now that I did that. Do
1: you guys think it deserved the criticism
0: that it got? Um, I think so.
3: Then? I think
1: so.
0: Well, I think, you know, I, I looked up a Rolling Stone review from when it first came out and it was vicious. I don't think it deserves that i mean it wasn't i mean the vicious,
3: even no, vicious no, well not vicious no but i know one, one thing i remember i don't know if it was from rolling stone or not as much as i i love uh, the title track vibes a piece and we all do i remember somebody might have been rolling stone picking on the line burn baby burn as if it was like you know using an old tired cliche I think i've read that you too. know but
2: yeah. i but you know whatever I, I get tired of critics who pick on a certain word in a McCartney song and never mm. let go mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. with that one song. When you know there are Beatles songs that have silly lyrics, and nobody picks on them.
0: Yeah, well, oh. and, the, and the Rolling Stone viewer lost me when he called "Say Say Say" banal. Like, are you serious? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on! It's a you know, number one I... hit for six weeks. I think you're wrong, buddy.
3: I think well. some of these
2: music critics are frustrated musicians who can't have this kind of success. That happens, that <laughs> happens. So uh, why don't we go around the horn and tell everybody what we're doing? What's that you're doing?
1: There you go. Um, hey!
2: <laughs> hey, hey, tell us what you do. <laughs>
1: I'll Tom, i'm asking you
2: <laughs> yeah okay
1: yeah well you know we're uh, we've been we're, we're still as busy as always we just dropped our latest episode um over the weekend on saturday where we talk about the the four greatest hits compilation uh, albums uh, if you will throughout mccartney's career we had a great time uh, talking about that andy and i and uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback on that so thank you for listening um i did an appearance on uh sam's my friendly rival there his uh Macca in the attic uh series where you know i showed some of uh some of my items um and that should be coming out within the next couple weeks that was a lot of fun uh you can check us out on youtube two legs at paul mccartney podcast on our youtube channel where we're, we're you know, getting past 600 now so thank you very much for subscribing and uh please check it out and subscribe if you like what you see and uh, email us at, two legs podcast at gmail.com. Um Guests coming up, I've got, um, uh, hopefully we'll get Ken Michaels here soon, back on the show mm-hmm. um, to do uh, our, our series, uh, A Friend Like You, and i um, looking to get um, oh, this guy right here. Uh, i got the man responsible for this book, the Max Schell uh, Thorsten here. We've uh, oh. been in contact uh, to come on and talk about the, the Beatles during the Hamburg days, and this has been you know, I'm really only like 30 pages in, but it's been a really amazing read so far. Uh, mm. Starts off talking about the um, all the uh, the clubs that the Beatles played uh, in Hamburg and then getting into now the, the why and the how, you know, that they're that they went there and everything like that. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting read so far. Uh, definitely recommend that. And hopefully we'll talk to him soon. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, check us out. We're all over the uh, the audio podcasting forum, you know, iTunes, Podbean iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, you name it, we're there. And uh, we really appreciate you guys checking us out. So,
2: Okay.
3: The ever-busy Tom. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Joe, mm-hmm. you're next. Yes. Okay. On my uh, YouTube channel, Mean Mr. Mayo, I uh, just did a Fab Gab show with Matthew Street where we uh, talked about the Past Masters Volume 2 Collection from 1988, and we tried to rank our least favorite songs, most favorite when they're all like classic big songs. You know, we tried to do that. The show before that, uh, that I did, if you go back a show of Fab Gab, I had Ken Michaels on, and we were doing the same kind of ranking thing with the Let It Be album. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the next show we're going to do, which is always off here, it's going to be probably hopefully on the 25th of Fab Gab. We're going to go off the rankings and we're going to talk about, uh, The uh, U.S. Beatles albums, you know, Capital, United Artists, and we're going to do a show about that. And have a special guest on with us. It's going to be Matthew Street and myself and our special guest. And uh, let's see, I also did a Sam Weill show uh, for Paul or Nothing. Uh, Well, actually, don't forget, uh, you also got John, George, and Ringo. But uh, besides that, but uh, seriously, uh, (laughs) I don't know know when that's going to be available on YouTube. I'm still waiting to see it, but there's a few people, Tom also. Uh, who have done the show uh about Macca in your attic showing uh McCartney uh rare stuff and collectibles mm-hmm. and things. That's that's gonna be fun to watch back.
2: Mm, okay. Very good. All right, we're gonna get to Kit Last because um like Vanessa Williams said, saving the best for last. <laughs> okay, but uh Because you have all the information about us and our show. So I think Mm -hmm. we should do that last. Sure. As for me, my YouTube channel's been very busy of late. I've had appearances with uh, everybody here, really. In fact, Kit did uh, a great number nine dream show on George Harrison. Um, I've had Dave Ghosty Wills on WFDU, who's a great, great DJ, has done a ton of interviews. Has such eclectic taste in music. I'd love to do a whole show and not even talk Beatles with him. But anyway, um, he did a show, as did Hudson Ranny of I Know I Know podcast. uh, Fernando Perdomo, the uh, co-producer of Ram On. Um, All Fab Five shows where they all pick um, their go-to albums from each of uh, the solo Beatles and the Beatles as a group. And actually, Joe was the first person to do that on my channel. So that was a great fun as well. Yeah. Uh, I also interviewed Jonathan Pushkar. He is a brand new uh, teen sensation. Shouldn't say teen. Hmm. He's in his (laughs) 20s, but he's a power pop guy. (laughs) And he's just put out a new album, if I can find it, called Compositions. And uh, he does a new cover of Junior's Farm on there with Jeff Britton. On drums. Jeff Britton plays on uh, three or four cuts on there. So we did an interview talking about the new album. Jeff Britton, Dan Ely, who was a special guest also on the Two Legs podcast, he was the guy who kind of faked his way as a journalist and got to review paul mccartney and wings when they went to nashville in 1974 and he's on the new album in fact he plays bass on their version of juniors Farm. so all those people are interviewed on my youtube channel ken michaels radio please subscribe to that there'll be a brand new things we said today coming out next week uh probably talking about the docu series the paul mccartney rick rubin series that premieres on hulu this friday I also made an appearance on Lucas Tanner's podcast, Ringo Rama, talking about Ringo the fourth. I'm so impressed with this kid, what he knows about Ringo. And uh, I'm guessing he's around 15. He's around the same age as as, uh, Hudson. And he's telling me stuff that I never heard before. Demo versions of certain songs. It's like I'm learning from him anyway. But uh, we review Ringo the fourth on on his um, on his podcast. Again, that's called Ringo Rama. Recently, I was on Plastic EP's show reviewing uh, Red Rose Speedway, and we had great guests on that. Uh, Susan and Jim Ryan were on that show. Hudson. Hudson Randy was on that, too. And uh, also just want to say a big shout out to Plastic EP, who's been great to all of us. We've been on so many of his shows. He just surpassed 500 shows on Mm -hmm. his channel, Mm -hmm. and it took him about 10 days to do it. Because uh, he might be. he he's might be always on, on YouTube, us, Ken.
1: He might be that... busier than us.
2: <laughs> he's got to be the only one then.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, actually, you'd be number two, Tom. No, yeah. you're,
1: you're two. You're you're. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't keep up with everything you do, Tom. But anyway, so uh, I think that's it. Oh, one more thing. Uh, As you know, I have my my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com. There's a lot of reasons to go to it. Lots of interviews and Beatles trivia every single week. The trivia question, which will be posted shortly after this show ends, the answer to it is something that I said in this show.
1: So the answer's at the end.
2: Damn (laughs) it, you gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't at the end of this show, but it's something that I said in this show. Okay. Okay. the The trivia question will be about something that I revealed in this show.
0: Oh. Cool. Okay. Cool. Very cool.
2: All right. There you go.
0: Hope you all were listening. Yep. And taking notes.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they turn the sound down and say rude things.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Kit? All right, just a couple of things uh, for me right now. Uh, I too was on Ringo Rama um, and uh, with Lucas Sammer. He is uh, just, as Ken said, just incredible. Uh, how much he knows about Ringo. And uh, we talked about Ringo's Rode I always have the, whole, I trip over my tongue when I say that. <laughs> uh, but we had uh, we had a great time uh, talking about the album and its pros and cons. And uh, that is on uh, his channel on uh, both YouTube and um, I think pretty much on any um podcasting uh, platform you can think of so do check that out uh go subscribe uh he's he's really terrific um and i am uh still preparing right now for my course in september and that's coming up pretty soon uh so uh yeah it's it starts i believe september 9th Um, on uh, my course on the history of Philadelphia soul I am so excited Mm -hmm. uh, to be teaching this it is going to be a blast if you're a fan of the stylistics Harold Melvin and the blue notes Teddy Pendergrass um, you will love this course Uh, so I will take you through the history of the genre and how we still hear elements of it today so uh, you can Mm -hmm. sign up for it um, and and enroll there's There are no grades. Uh, I may assign a little bit of homework, but it's fun. So don't don't worry. It's nothing hard. Um, And uh, so I will post the link to uh, sign up on our page as well as my own. So uh, spaces are filling up. So be sure you you enroll uh, soon. And uh, as far as how to get in touch with us, uh, you can, of course, first of all, uh, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everyone you know, Uh, we want to keep get those numbers up even more so uh, so please uh, tell everybody and we thank you as always uh, for for your support uh we couldn't do this without you um you can of course reach us via our facebook page uh you can email us at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at talkmoretalk1 the number one and of course you can uh find us on our, our facebook or our uh, webpage, uh talkmore talk.com and uh, I'd also like to send out a special shout out to Beetle Ed who carries our show and many of our individual shows mm-hmm. uh at fabforradio.com And so thank you thank you as always uh for for your support uh of our show. So uh, so we want to hear from you. Uh we want to hear your ideas, your feedback. We're always uh, open to ideas so yeah
2: and a big thank you to all of our viewers because we did surpass a thousand subscribers just recently thanks to you guys and try to tell your friends about us and help our audience grow even bigger okay and uh kit you're speaking my language with all that soul music of the 70s take me back any any day you know that's next to the beatles i think you know 70 soul is like it for me oh (laughs) my god stylist ooh child
3: the,
1: uh, yep I purchased the, uh harold melvin and the blue Note blue note records myself so oh uh-huh.
0: it's great love
2: love all the production
0: yeah you, you know
2: love tom bell someone like yep. him you know all that great stuff oh man
0: yep nope. nothing like it nothing
2: <laughs> yeah yep. okay so thanks so much to all of you for joining us tonight this has been great talking about pipes of peace and most of all, thanks to all of you for helping to make this show the sweetest little show in town. Yeah, knew it. <laughs> Peace and love. You knew that was coming, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love. See you next time.
3: Later. <laughs>